Hello and welcome back to the Figcast Extra episode 19. Doing this 19 weeks in a row now. Absolutely fantastic. And for 18 of these episodes, I've been joined by Sporting Panda. How are you doing, mate? Good afternoon. I'm all right. Yeah, reco- I'm still recovering from last Saturday. God, those. Hen- you know, did you see me um, on Twitter? I drank a couple of Henry Weston ciders <laughs> and uh, my gosh, like someone had recommended it to me. It's so strong. I felt... I- like I was singing Michael Bolton at about two or three o'clock in the morning, and uh, my uh, my wife had to come down and sort of drag me out the stairs. And How strong are bed. they? Oh, they I think they're about eight point four, eight point two, eight point four percent. Wow, that's ridiculous! A pint, pint of wine, isn't it? Basically, nearly. Yeah, and by full time of the Dortmund game, I was away with the fairies. Yeah, <laughs> so I had my very my very own kind of concert in our living room <laughs> got quite a decent sound system here. and i think i had it i think i had it up about 70 percent. so the walls were shaking so obviously she then stormed down and uh yeah i kind of crawled up the bed and uh sunday i was sweating out the cider oh mate how was the talking hangover? about t- hang on t- the hangover was disgusting so i'm not going near henry weston again um what on that note i just actually did have a thought didn't write this down though you're sponsored by beer 52 aren't you on your podcast uh well i had a couple of episodes that were sponsored by beer 52 oh. uh the last week well the one that goes out this sunday and the one that go that went out last sunday so mm. those two are both sponsored by beer 52 a little ad hoc oh. package for for those football index traders who are feeling extra oh, thirsty, you well, know? why are they not sponsoring this show what's their problem uh well they weren't really specific but we could i could ask them to sponsor this if you like that is, yeah that's just i, I, I could i could i could Christ. i could give you i could give you half the money and i'd pay you in <laughs> beer as well or ciders whatever those ciders were called i've probably gone back to cry <laughs> after last saturday i've probably gone back to beer i think ciders <laughs> just knocked me a bit loopy beer 52 um, are gonna gonna email me aren't they they're gonna be like oh you've done fantastically fig weird thing is all your orders have come in from one address yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah, another thing. While we're on advertising, God, God. another thing. My, why the hell is my logo so small on the hot mic? Thing? Sorry, mate. You know what? You can't I... even see the panda. <laughs> <laughs> I was think. I actually looked at it and it went out. I actually felt sick, and I didn't feel sick because of how small the panda was. Because I thought oh. it looked quite nice and quite quick, cute. I mm. was, I was sickened by how. Um, disproportionately bigger the hot mic logo was than fig it wasn't equal and it actually made me feel a bit ill so in 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 a in a in a better scenario when i had more time to whip that bad boy up i would have yeah. made it so all three were identical but on no, a 16 by don't 9, go i'm not no no, no but hold on, be... hold on hold on hold right, on on a 16 by 9 kind of frame that looks yes. a bit odd so i thought i'll i'll couple the panda with the with the x in the middle and it will look decent and i thought it did a lot of my fans were saying, you know, this is another pathway of sabotage. Again, pushing me to the side, you know, like with my microphone quality, my sound. <laughs> but you've recently um, hit 5,000 followers, haven't you? Very recently. Uh, like, you I haven't think, had a look. I don't me, think you've noticed, I, but you're at 5,023. Slowly growing. Slowly, slowly growing. growing. The, the I mean, Panda you know, Army grows. The Panda <laughs> Army grows. The fans. Welcome to all the lovely listeners out there. Uh, welcome to this podcast. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to, as promised, have a little bit of a redesign? Yeah, I'm not very good with graphics or technology, um, but I'm going to go out to um, potentially out out to market, out to tender, and <laughs> see see who's out there for a redesign. My favourite at the moment is what's that guy? Oh, this is Daniel. Yeah, what an artist. Yeah, I oh. love his work on Facebook. I'm going to sanction him to do five or six pieces for me, but we're in negotiation stage about costs. Uh, <laughs> but he's good. Yeah. You, I think you texted me something like, "I, t- <laughs> I finish it." <laughs> 
<laughs> you said something like I'd commissioned him to do ten pieces for me, no bother. No, <laughs> I exchanged. I said, I'll tell you what. And you said you'd use them as Christmas presents for December. You wouldn't have to buy any Christmas present. You just give a person that you wanted to give a gift. Yeah, san- sanction might be the sanctions. The wrong word. I use commission. Like, commission. commission. Yeah, I'm tempted to give him the funds to go do twenty, keep him busy all the way through till November. But to take it one step further, I said to you, I'll just buy him an art house. Is it called an art house? A studio? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. yeah, he's he's got himself. A, he's won the lottery, hasn't he? Um, yeah, I love his work. Really no, good. People wonderful. should go and have a look at wonderful. that. I'm, I'm have you got Have you really. gone up to anything else apart from getting um, mindlessly drunk? No, bad bad drink on Saturday. Um, a couple of bay trees I've got outside the house have uh, been suffering with an ant infestation. Oh, no. Bay trees for anyone out there, they look they look great. Have one either side of your front door. Bring them home. Um, <laughs> get them in before the wife sees and say, "Look, you just wanted to add a little touch to the house. That goes down well." But the the roots and where the soil is, infestation of ants. Oh dear. Nutrients. So the bay trees need to be reordered. Um, I've been doing a bit of reading in my science journals and. Um, I've read that China are actually sending 100,000 ducks to Pakistan. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, this is, this is deadly serious. Um, fucking what? No, 100,000 100, ducks look like they're on their way from China to Pakistan <laughs> to battle locust swarms. Um, oh, okay. All right, yeah. all right. The worst swarms in two decades, and a single duck wow. can eat more than 200 locusts a day. Far what? more effective than pesticides, yeah. That so a, du- is a duck outstanding. army looks to be heading uh, west. So we shall keep an eye on that. <laughs> Won't um, that um, can't that cause some, some issues from a biological standpoint from a you know I, i've heard i've heard i've heard scary things of bringing things into australia for example and then correct i mean like the king of the jungle could that happen could ducks it, it, rule it could i think it's i think it's a hugely intelligent point by you because there's people that don't know and haven't heard my very original podcast i was a biology graduate or bioscience graduate and i did study uh insects and things like this and invasive species species i think you're talking about like mm. the red squirrel in the yeah, US. yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. starts attacking the other squirrels um and eats their food so there is some concern around these ducks, but I don't believe they're classified as invasive species. Okay. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on that situation. <laughs> we'll keep um, an eye on it. How are they transporting them? Do you know? I don't is know. Boat? No. I, I haven't. I've, no. I haven't. How, many, how many ducks do you reckon you could fit on like a big cargo plane? Oh, um, probably about three. Just health and safety wise, three per seat. Um, three? Well, you'd put them on seats. I would and put a lap belt around something. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. How many could you fit on a plane? 20,000? Yeah. What? 20,000 ducks? On a cargo <laughs> plane? It's a huge... I don't know. Yeah, that's a stretch, though. They'd need like, yeah. their own cages. And stuff. You couldn't just let them run amok. Oh, I would. I'd would. just <laughs> put them in a chair and let them meander. <laughs> There's no chairs, though. It's a cargo plane. Oh, you keep, yeah, you keep yeah. moving from cargo to commercial flight. I thought when you make Very cargo... Fluidly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know then actually to be fair. No, you know. Maybe maybe cages. there's some aeronautics. Oh, do you know who is? Um what's who was in the RAF? Uh Nature Boy who was on the podcast. Maybe he can he can kind of give us He'll let us know. Down, He'll like, let us know. He'll let us know. Um, so that's really what I've been up to this week. I've all look, final thing and then we'll get on to the football is an age range combat combat con compatibility equation. Um so you know, you take your age and everyone can do this. This is judging who you can date right, and who okay. it's acceptable to date, right? So right? If we take my age, which is 33, mol- uh, minus seven takes me to 26. 
multiply that by two is 52. So the, the oldest woman I can date is 52. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting, isn't it? And, and it's then the, the youngest, young, 22. The youngest is your age divided by two. So that would be for me 16 and a half and add seven. So that's 23 and a half. So I can date people between 23 and a half and 52. Okay. I thought that was quite telling. All right. Mm. I was just but, doing some quick maths in my head to make sure that that equation wouldn't have me potentially dating under 18. So it, It's age divided by two plus seven. Okay, got But you. I haven't tested it foolproof, but yeah. someone sent it to me. I mean, um, people, people can do those equations at home and, and let us know if it's too ridiculous. Would you? Yeah, you know, let, us know if, let us know if it works. Let us know. Let us know. The um, math checks out. I just checked. It wouldn't be under 18 for me. So um, good. Yeah. Here good, we go. good. <laughs> that is um, good. Very good. Let's make that clear well, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And football-wise, uh, we just need we... to plug two things, though. Do I we need to plug two things? Well, I need to plug one thing, and then we need to jointly plug something. So I'm going to plug on, the Patreon really quickly. Okay. Head over to patreon.com forward slash fi guide uh, if you want to join the growing Patreon. People keep joining. It's great. I love it. Thank you so much for everyone who's joining. I hope you're enjoying the uh, extra content. The Discord channel is really starting to pop off. I think. Panda, you've got you've got more traction in the Discord chat at the chat at the moment than me, which is um it's I've been like, in there a little bit. The it's, hierarchy it's... is like you, then the me six bot, and then me, pretty much. The bots the are fabulous. And yeah, actually, yeah. you know what? I'll I'll lower my rank one rung because I think the Liverpool uh, support group is what have you seen this? How many no. people support Liverpool who are also on FI? It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I think Passionate half fans. I think half the Discord chat is Liverpool fans. I can't believe it. Do you think, though, Panda, I was thinking about, is this an age thing, though? Because, obviously, Liverpool were very, very successful uh, Mm. in the late 80s, 90s, uh, to some Mm. extent the early 2000s, and have some of those lads grown up, maybe not even having, like, a familial link to Liverpool and grasped... Because, you know, I grew up 100% true. I I grew up in North London while Arsenal were doing really well, and all my friends supported Arsenal, so I supported them. I didn't have a familial link, so I, I don't you know, I'm not slagging anyone else for doing so, but that is potentially a reason, isn't it? I think it's a massive reason. I'd give it 100% credibility. Mm, mm. I mm. think it's going to be unbearable that Discord um, when Liverpool win the league. So uh, a heads up, if, if you're joining, you're an Everton fan, mm. get in there and, mm. and, and rustle some feathers because I think these boys are getting too confident. Um, we also need to play up something really exciting that we're doing. I call it next-gen broadcasting on the 17th. Go on, talk yeah. to me. Well, we're commentating, aren't we? Live, insightful commentary, we, we think, on uh, Arsenal versus Manchester City next Wednesday evening with a crib sheet I'll have with facts and figures and some data on the players playing. We'll discuss index pricing and hopefully bring the game to life from, a, from an FI perspective. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. So if you guys head over to hotmic.io, if you download the app or sign up via their website, use the code FIG, well, Panda, I don't even know if you've got your own link uh, uh, code. Oh, but... no, I'll let you use it and then divvy it up between us. You know, I'll let you be the lead man. <laughs> Come Al- on. You use... play the alpha, I'll use... play the beta. <laughs> use the code FIG. <laughs> it helps us out, helps support us, helps keep mm. the Panda lights on, the FIG lights on. It keeps mm. uh, maybe getting Panda some better equipment so he sounds more like Howard Stern. Uh, yes, but yeah, head Anderson. over to <laughs> Panda <laughs> um, get over to hotmic.io uh, and then yeah use the code fig when you download it and you can follow us so you're sporting panda i'm fig on there as well if you guys want to follow us 17th book it in your diaries eight o'clock yeah, eight, 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 eight o'clock kickoff eight will o'clock be online kickoff. so we'll, we'll be we'll be on there about 15 minutes early i won't have early. any ciders i won't have any henry westerns <laughs> with me because you know i want to keep my wits about me fig what who's the play-by-play and who's the analyst uh i think you're the analyst aren't you 
Okay. I think you've got okay. the deep. So you're going to be the guy, like, you know, Luis, you know, yeah. passes that to Tierney, blah, blah, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll try my best. Well, we don't know Again, the we've, we've, do never, we? we've never done this, so... No, we haven't. It's not... I, I think you're, 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 you're overthinking it, aren't you? Because we've never done this. We're not exactly Martin Tyler <laughs> and Gary Neville, are we? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm no. definitely not Martin Tyler. I definitely not got the voice for it. But um, no, let's uh, let's see how it goes. It might be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. We'll enjoy it. A bit we'll fun. Do more. Yes, we'll see how it goes. There's no, nothing to lose. No there? pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Exactly. But if we don't get a thousand viewers, we'll both cry. Hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, well. uh, we're right. going to talk Chelsea and transfers, well, uh, aren't we? Yeah, it's go on. Let's, let's talk Chelsea. Just before that, I just wanted. I don't know where to link this piece in, but I wanted to update the listeners on. We spoke a little bit about home field advantage and around crowds being in uh, the stadium didn't we and the, the the impact of that and as you know um you know fairly successful gambler sports better and i look for intangibles and sometimes pieces that data can't quantify well the bundesliga home wins since um, we've had no crowds are i think there's 10 home wins out of 46 fixtures which is about 21.7 percent mm-hmm. last year and the year before and someone may correct me it was about 45 percent so we're seeing way under the amount of home wins. And, you know, that neurological, is it neurological? The, the impact of fans on players, refereeing decisions, I believe, could be questioned because refereeing decisions, I think, a little bit poorer and in favour of home teams with crowd pressure because they're only humans. So I think that's interesting and something to look for as we head into the other leagues, see if it continues. Um, but that's quite a big drop-off, isn't it, without, without fans? It's got, a, it's got a continue, isn't it? I can't um, see it having that. I can't see the data being that disparate for the other leagues. I can't see it being. Oh, you think we'll have more home wins in the other countries? No, no, no. I, I think it'll be oh. quite similar. Yes, it'll take yes. A few percent. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I think I mentioned on the podcast with Lee, SOTD, I was like, you know, it's tough even for people that are. Because we talked about kind of why football index flourished during COVID. And I think uh, on the pod that. I had Adam Cole and the CTO and we talked a lot about kind of uh, how they were not nervous, but mm. you know what they did to kind of prop up the market mm. really fueled the fire and help people realize mm. that this thing is eternal and doesn't depend on sport being here or being not. Obviously it flourishes when it is, but yeah. again, side point with Lee, we talked a little bit about how it grew because a lot of people who were maybe betting weekly didn't use that money anymore. And people had more disposable income because of yes. furlough schemes and so on and so forth. But you, even you as a professional gambler who probably has gajillions in Betfair exchange, you're being quite cautious with that because the, the, the intangibles mm. with the fans, etc., mm. those, as you said, neurological factors are hard to judge. And even, you know, maybe those people like yourselves who might be still gambling, but maybe not as confidently because of some of these mm. biases might be looking at FI as an avenue. I think so, yeah. I mean, my, my concerns as, as well with the five substitutions, the rhythm, the rhythm of the game being broken up, fitness was a concern, you know, how fit were they going to look? So there were lots of uh, variables up in the air for me, which is why I was a bit cautious on it. But the home, the home wins and the impact of the crowd, I think is very interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing the, you know, how, that, how that goes in the other leagues. Um, but back to Chelsea, I just, yeah, congratulations, I guess, to Timo Werner holders. Mm. Looks like it's done, doesn't it, Fig? Yeah, it's, uh, I think Fabrizio Romano tweeted a kind of checkered flag to say that it's almost over the line. Seems as though Roman Abramovich is deeping into his pockets again. Yeah, it does. And I guess this links back to a few episodes ago. I mean, I I like Tammy Abraham and um, he had quite a lot of big chances missed this year. And I look at that as a positive because the movement's there, he's getting into position. And I didn't want to see them go out and buy a very similar profile striker. I really love signing of Timo Werner 
Um, mm. I think Frank Lampard spoke, isn't he, about having extra goal threat. Um, so, you know, I think he can play with Tammy. I think if Tammy drops deep, he can run in behind. Werner's movement's exceptional. Um, I think, um, what else was I going to say? I did have some notes. I lost my train of thought. Um, but it's a very exciting signing for me. Mm. Um, I think it puts pressure on Tammy Abraham. No doubt he needs it. I think his hold-up play, his passing, his finishing uh, can be improved. But it's the versatility in the attack, which I think is exciting. You know, like, I can't really say to you, and you probably don't know, how they're going to line up. Mm. I, Pulisic I was having a dis- money debate, signing, we? Yeah, Pulisic arrived last Jan, didn't he, for 80-odd million. Um, Ziyech in January this year for 50-60. Hudson Adoy is still there. We don't know what's going to you know, happen there. He loves Mason Mount. Mm. It's a lot of options all of a sudden. Let me ask you a question. Do you see Chelsea fielding uh, a Ziyech, Tammy, Werner front three at all? Ziyech. Yeah, I do. I do. Because I, I, I do. I, we were I having do. this debate with PB Man, weren't we? And he was yeah. saying that it's quite, quite attacking. But I don't see that as being that dissimilar to the, the trio at Liverpool. It's, it's, as if it's whether or not you have the midfielders to, to boot. Like if, and I mm. think Kovacic has really improved. If you have a, a trio of Kante, Kovacic and I don't mm. know, Jorginho, mm. whether he's not going to be there or whether or not mm. uh, Frank fancies him, maybe a Loftus-Cheek, who knows? Let's see. But I, I think that could work. I really expect big output, to be honest. And I think Werner, I think he'll work. Well, I've said it already before, but I think it helps him having a Tammy Abraham there to play off and someone to occupy defenders um, and use the kind of pace to zip in and around him. So you either have him on the left or potentially, you know, a two up top um, and with the wing backs, because obviously Reese James down the right, you've got uh, Chilwell, I think, going there on the left or even a flat back four on a diamond in midfield. Like The options are plentiful and people are, I think, are underestimating how good Pulisic is. So Pulisic and Hudson-Odoi, I think they've got two of the outstanding young wingers in European football. So it's just options galore. I'm, I'm pleased Roman Abramovich has backed him. Um, whether they get Kai Havertz, that is a big question, isn't it? Because I was just about to say. Well. I was just do, about do you, to say. So where, tell me your percentage chance of, is it, ha- you know, do you think it's going to happen? Didn't, didn't I mention Chelsea Havertz on a podcast? Uh, we did? Oh, can maybe. someone, can a, can a, can a, can a, an adoring fan, please tell us mm. if we, if I've said that before, but I don't know why, but Havertz, the second, option for me would have I I still thought he'd be going to Bayern but it seems as though uh Chelsea have with the Werner signing he's probably looked at that and said well you know if he's going there then do I need to go to Bayern Munich but then again Bayern Munich they look really really strong at the moment don't they I mean they look look really strong and they're not Mm. even fully fit yet you know Lucas Hernandez Nicolas Sula um Thomas Muller's having a great season, even though he's quite, you know, aging. Maybe uh, a Kingsley Coman, who's fully raring and, and fit to go on the mm. other side of Serge Gnabry, could be a better option. Tiago's been in out the other t- in and out of the team. So if you put Havertz there behind Lewandowski, and then you have a, a Kimmich Tiago double pivot, and then you have <laughs> Gnabry and Coman either side, Alfonso Davis left back, Havard right back, and then you've got what Sula and Lucas Hernandez or Alaba. Yeah. They're, they're, build, you know, they're building dangerous. a bit of a jug. They're building dangerous. a bit of a juggernaut. And Joshua Kimmich, you know, we know we've done that to death, but he's been outstanding. I mean, the, the, his ability's never been questioned. You know, he's a world class midfielder, and uh, he's grown into the role as, as Don actually, you know, pointed out. So we shall see how he keeps developing. But they look stacked. If they get Leroy Sane, which is according to oh, yeah, course, of very, very likely, that is an absolute buzzsaw down the left-hand side. You imagine Davies and Sane, the pace. <laughs> it's like unstoppable. 
<laughs> absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, I think I you've think, got mm. you, you. You've always talked a little bit about whether or not it would actually impact Alfonso Davies. I don't think I was talking about that as, as much. Um, I think it might have been somebody else. Well, let me pitch you the question. Do you think it would yeah. impact him? I think it. I think it helps. Okay. You know, I just think that double double speed down that side. I mean, are you arguing that they could potentially get in each other's way and zones? But Sane's capable of coming inside, isn't he? Drifting in. Um, Davis obviously overlaps and vice versa. Both got recovery speed. I just think it's... Uh, I think it'd be exceptional to have them both down the left-hand side. I think Bayern, as according to David Ornstein, um, obviously the BBC journalist, well, not BBC anymore, he's gone to Athletic, the Athletic, hasn't he? But he discussed on, on a recent podcast, Bayern are still very much uh, interested in Kai Havertz, but this summer they want to land a right-back in Leroy Sane. Havertz they'll turn their attentions to next year. And Leverkusen aren't under pressure to sell. There's other options in that squad that they can mm. receive cash for. So I, st- I find it a bit of a stretch that Havertz comes to, to Chelsea this summer, but I, I would love it if it happened. Mm. See, it feels like an arms race, doesn't it? Because on mm. the other, we talk about transfer speculation heating up. What do you make of this situation with Manchester United and the midfielders? You know, um, Bellingham, a- agents, Van- ga- agents games all over. Yeah. Isn't it? So you Taliso. know, Taliso, Van der Beek, Bellingham, Grealish. Um, they're the main four, aren't they? I think. Well, it's clear they're in the market for a central midfielder, isn't it? So you buy that? You do, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think that is. I I think that they are thinking our last chance to sell Pogba is now, right? They've got two years from here till the end of this. Yeah, they've got the plus one trigger, haven't they? Well, I think that's already been done, isn't it? They've triggered it, yeah. So because so he's he got two years from now, two years from this summer, yes. Yeah. Okay. So they've got two years from this summer to sell him, and this is where they'd get the biggest fee. So I think you either extend his contract or you buy another midfielder in as a hedge on him, whether that's a young mm. guy like Bellingham or mm. Taliso, who could probably play more minutes, I'm not too sure. But it's clear that they do want that player. They extended Nemanja Matic, didn't they, for one year? I'm not sure. That's, that's what correct. confused me, the Matic extension. the plus Matic one on extension, him. you've got McTominay mm. coming back. Fred looked pretty decent. Obviously, Bruno can probably play in the, the eight or a 10 or like a mm. uh, false nine. So, mm. I, I don't know. It's, it's very... It, a lot of games are being played. I think... Um, I think a lot of games we played and Ed Woodward is not the best game player. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm very interested to see how that comes. I don't, I, the, 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 Van, the Van der Beek one, I don't really get. He's too, too much of a forward thinking player for me. Um, Bellingham, I get. Uh, Taliso to some extent, I get. Grealish, not so much with Sancho potentially coming in. Mm. I, I think, I think they want a central midfielder, but I think their priority is probably Jaden Sancho. Would you mm. agree? I would agree, yeah. I think, I think Sancho, I'm going to steal this line from a good friend of mine, but Sancho completes the right-hand side. If you think about it, Wan-Bissaka, very solid, good defensively, doesn't mm. have huge offensive output. Sancho slots in so beautifully there and completes the right-hand side. And also the wage structure works because you've got Sancho as your alpha and then you've got Dan James, Daniel James as the kind of understudy on a lower wage. Mm. So everything fits for Sancho. I think they want him. But, you know, we'll have to see. There's a lot up in the air in terms of Premier League rebates. They've got fees coming in from Lukaku. They've got to, I think, pay and settle Maguire and wan mm. this year. Domestic deals from last summer. So I think financially there's lots up in the air and we probably won't hear much, I don't think, for a little while. Mm. Mm. Um, but very interesting. Now, transfer season's hotting up. When, do we have confirmation on when transfer season's going to be? No, but I Not saw yet. a rumour that it might go from August to October. 
Now, okay. when yeah. are the Football Association going to take on my advice, Panda, and just go from August to February? The issue is, though, with your advice, it doesn't <laughs> it just favour the big clubs too much? And I'm no, always somebody why? that doesn't want to favour the big clubs because five substitutions, people love it. Okay, who does it favour? The benches with the best depth. It, again, it increases this disparity between the levels of clubs. If you leave the window open for six months, this summer, sorry, this window, this year, fine. But you don't want Bayern Munich or Man U or Liverpool with huge war chests losing a left back and going out and plugging a £40 million one in. It, it kind of helps them. It, it keeps the gap bigger, does it not, over the, the mid and low tier clubs? Potentially, but some of these championship clubs, some of these Premier League clubs might need to sell to survive. And what if you forecast your revenues and you get to October and you're like, oh, we probably need a bit more to get to... Then they've got to get better forecasters in. Sure, sure. but like, look, like with the uncertain world that we live in, it's... it's hard. Mm. Okay, so I, I don't know, you know, Villa, for example... Uh, they don't know if they're going to be going down or not. I just think giving clubs as much flexibility as possible is sensible in a situation like this where do you, do you, survival do you, might be at stake. Mm. Oh, okay. Are you just talking this year extending it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, fine. Sorry. I thought you were talking about having an, an August <laughs> to February window. Every year now. I'm Every, not a lunatic. No, no. I'm not a lunatic. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that, that would make sense then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see that to help people through this climate. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you another thing. Pick a bone with you, actually. You know that career arc chat we were talking about? Yes. I think you were in Football <laughs> Index Trader. Just sorry, ruined, tried to ruin me on social sorry. media for that. Sorry, um, I just realised it made me laugh so much. What did? <laughs> just, what are you playing at? What do you mean? What made you laugh? When you said, uh, what, what, were your, what was your exact tweet? It was like, oh, I've, never a, I've never seen a... Uh, <laughs> I've never seen a career arc template like fix. And I said, how many have you fucking seen? You said, how many have you ever seen? And then Football Index Trader, who does a good job, he piped up and said, what is this career arc you talk about? Now, clearly, talent is a very difficult thing to project. Mm. A career arc is a hard thing. You know, look at the NFL and the amount of money they spend on the draft and the combine and the test and assessments. Mm. They spend millions on it. Most first-round picks are generally busts. Really? Well, not most, but a lot of them are busts. I used the wrong word there. Um, and what I mean by a career arc is that different positions on the pitch mature at different ages. Would you mm. agree with that? If you're drawing a career arc in terms of improvement, surely you'd agree with me that a centre-back peaks at a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. later age as opposed to a very quick young striker. Definitely, yeah. This is what I meant by career arc. You then talk about where are they having their football education. If they're having it at Salzburg or an Ajax or one of the uh, more, uh, I don't know, technically esteemed academies, you may think, okay, they're a head start to other players. So when I talk about career arc, I'm talking about all those factors that you can put into a, I guess, a model I'm using in quotation mm-hmm. marks to, to map someone's projections. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. There's, a good, there's a good paper today. I saw it uh, tweeted by FBI trader by Cypher. Dendir, who is from the Department of Economics uh, at Radford University in Virginia. Um, and that does, a, that does quite a good job on that. So I don't know why I was being mocked for this career architecture. <laughs> I think it was okay, just like, up on that, haven't I? Yeah, well, not necessarily. I, I, <laughs> I, I was basically questioning how many templates you'd seen. <laughs> Well, I've got my own. I don't know. What do you mean? I don't Doesn't need to anyway, do, should we, should we, like, I really enjoyed that debate between me, you and PB man, even though I think I definitely won. Yeah. Um, because I think what it boiled down to was PB man's, uh, he, he talked a bit about kind of dominating teams. And my argument was that if you look at the top 10 players in history, right, if we were going to yeah. give our top five, yeah. uh, we might say something like Ronaldo, Messi, 
Ronaldo 9, Zidane, and maybe someone else. I wouldn't identify with R9 and Cristiano Ronaldo being te- the, the players that get maybe the most touches and actually dominate the kind mm. of build-up player for their mm. team. So mm. that argument to me was was kind of flawed because if we pitched, we, we were talking about pitching, you pitched actually Martin Odegaard's career arc potential as 95% of Messi, which I said was absolutely balmy. And yeah, I, mean, the, I agree with you that it's balmy, but you're, you're talking probability. No, I'm no, not I, saying I, he's going to reach that at all. But but like my argument was that Mbappe's was higher from a probabilistic standpoint, just okay. from the data that we have in front of me. Not probabilistically, I'm talking about the variety in his game to take over a game. You believe he has the tools of an R9 or a Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, we're you know, talking. We, we, if we're talking about 95% of Messi, then we're talking about the probabilities of a player becoming a top 10 player of all time. I, I don't are, care are about we? the prob- No, I don't care about Why? the probability of someone reaching that level of 95%. I'm saying, do they have the raw tools and you know, and, and bits and pieces in their locker to produce a game, which is 95%. Aha, okay, right. Okay. That's what Maybe I'm trying to say. Because I was I, talking about a player, not a game. Like when I look at Neymar, I would argue Neymar had a, a bigger upside compared to Kylian Mbappe at the same mm. age in terms of the variety of offensive output he could offer. Mm. Now, Neymar has never reached anywhere near 95 or 96% of Messi because injuries have curtailed his career. And I'm not sure about um, some of the decisions he's made through his mm. career. But in terms of what he could offer you on a football pitch as an attacking option, I believe that he had more facets to his game than Mbappe. That's what I was trying to allude to. In a clumsy way, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Neymar could have could have been something, but doesn't have that bad career. He'll he'll go down as probably Brazil's oh, top scorer. Oh, sensational I mean, career! Sensational. It just shows you, you know, that I mean, yes, another good debate we say for another day. The Wayne Rooney one. I mean, did Wayne Rooney get everything out of his career he could? I would say no. But then oh, who, say who was that? Who was that? Who posted on on the thread our debate? Oh, there was, a, there was some great comments. Very, People very like know good. more. Of, Someone who talked about, he talk about uh, body types, didn't he? So yeah. He said, it, it, yeah. if you talk to many specialists in kind yes. of like body types and body anatomy, they yes. could have probably predicted that it was far likely that an endomorph like Wayne Rooney would mm. have a, an earlier end to his career, which I found mm. really interesting. Yeah. And, and Wayne Rooney in his autobiography talks about playing up against transformer-like defenders from a young age and the toll it took on his body. If you are a slighter figure or play a different position, you're not having that physical battle week in, week out from 18, 19. Potentially, you have more left in the tank. I also think Sir Alex Ferguson, obviously, he made a decision to build the team around Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Um, And Rooney played a lot on the left and put a lot of hard yards in. Just a wonderful career. I mean, this is the thing about these debates on Twitter. It it comes across as black and white, and it's not. You know, Mm. like it's fine margins, but it's hard to get uh, subtlety and nuance into Twitter characters. Mm. Mm, um, it's true hard to get tone mm, across as well tone is a big thing yeah like if you, if you looked at that thread from the outside you would have thought that me you and pb man aren't friends which isn't the case no very good friends at that yeah. um let's talk a little bit about this mini youth trend that we're seeing before we talk about this survey. yeah we've got two more things to discuss and we survey and mini youth trend um the mini youth trend i believe is is a natural uh kind of natural market incident would you call it i mean I do believe if Jaden Sancho was eight pounds, we wouldn't be having this. But as I said at the time, when he goes up to 14, it gives you a hell of a lot more real estate for players to move into. And players look very cheap because you're thinking Dominic Sobber's life. Okay, he's one pound 70. If he can only reach eight pounds, is it that attractive? Oh, if he can reach 14, wow, that's like 7x my investment. 
So I think money is moving into that area, which I understand. Um, naturally as well, if you think about dividends increasing year on year, we've all probably got our own in annualized models and we kind of estimate what we think uh, football index is going to grow by. By the time these 17, 16, 17 year olds are 20, dividends are going to be huge, aren't they? So mm. um, I understand it. And um, I guess the key is picking them, which is obviously half the battle. It is. It is. It's um, the failure rate for these uh, youngsters is really, really high. And I think that we are not mature enough as a product to kind of judge the probability. It's actually really, we talked about Brian Cherky, didn't we, a while ago, who's been one of the really uh, recent big mm. risers. Mm. He could be the next Zidane. He could be the next by Niang. Like, or a Delta Rapt. Or a Delta Rapt. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, <sighs> I don't know. It, but, but, but you don't need to know, do you, I guess? If you're playing Football Index as it is today, arguably, does it matter where they are at 25? If no. You're if you're a kind of short to medium term trader, um, probably not. And if, I mean, Rianne Brewster was a classic. I was hammering Brewster last. Well, I think I say hammering. I could never understand how people were linking him to Mason Greenwood because they were tracking each other in price, if you remember. And I've seen a lot of Mason Greenwood, and obviously I think he's a phenom. Um, and much more upside and a clearer path to dividends because the United attack isn't as good as Liverpool's. So I couldn't understand where Brewster was going to get his minutes from and his dividends. Um, and Rianne Brewster was £3.10 or 20 He's now, what, just under £2. Mm. So it shows you the pitfalls of buying blindly these youth players. Um, high risk, high reward, I guess you'd call it. And that, I don't know, on a wider point, if you step back, Fig, would you say that's portfolio management? I mean, you know, um, <laughs> it depends I, I on your say, style, I doesn't it? Say, I would say that. I think you've got probably more to say on, on portfolio management. <laughs> What to, no, no, I, I, quite a good link from me. I saw a tweet this week, really important for the fans out there. It talks about have an investment philosophy. Without one, you would not know what to buy, when to buy, how long to hold and when to sell. It's difficult to be successful not knowing these. Not only good investors have an investment philosophy, they stick to it all of the time. Um, and it talks about having an investment philosophy to suit your character. And I'm just a big believer in that. Um, do you want to be passive? Do you want to be active? Do you want to be diverse or concentrated? Um, and I, th I think that that's a key part I think to traders out there awesome uh, I think we've got the survey to discuss go on yeah tell, well this is where you really specialise tell me what you thought of it have you done it yet I did do, should we read through the questions again like we did in the last survey I'm happy to if you think that's what the, I, the fans I, want should I get it up where is it at let me, let me my, big piece here, my big piece here Fig is that oh, I'm getting tired of it <laughs> You know, I'm becoming very tired and fatigued with the surveys. Maybe I'm being spoiled, but I think I be, just to give I you, be led. This survey is far worse than the previous one. Just to just to give you have you have you done it yet? You haven't done it. Uh, no, I have done it. Yeah, you have done it. So yes. email. Uh, what's your opinion of the matching engine? New matching engine feature which allow you to bid on footballers one to ten. What would you give it? Oh, sh am I gonna? You, what you expect me to expose my answers? Oh yeah. Oh, Matt, are you going to expose yours? Yeah, I mean, we'll bullet point okay. it. Okay, all right. I fine gave then. it a nine. Oh, I gave it an eight. Okay. Uh, are you in favor of adding offers to our matching engine technology where you can offer a share for sale at specified price? A, yes. B, no. C, don't know. Yes for me. Yes for me as well. Uh, although how it works with a sell queue, I'm not too sure, but I'm sure they've got an idea for that. Mm. Uh, do you have any other further comments on the matching engine? <laughs> 
I spoke about the points that we raised a couple of shows ago. So can, can I amend my bid without cancelling it? Mm. Can my bids not be taken out of my profit? So I won't repeat those, but you know the bullet points we discussed yeah. a couple of shows ago? I, I just added that. Mm. How well do you feel the current media monitor and its associated press titles performs at identifying and attributing the most worthy media winners each day? One to ten. Three. I gave it two. Mm. A bit more ruthless in my... Uh... Mm. in my assessment are you in mm. favor of making changes to the media monitor to improve its relevance and accuracy yes no leave it as it is or don't know i think that's yes. a resounding yes isn't it yes please would you be in favor of media sources from outside of the uk being used for media scoring yes or no yes please yes for me as well <laughs> yeah. how well do you feel the current match day scoring uh, matrix performs at identifying and attributing the most worthy match day winners each day hmm. one to ten this tears me up, actually. I'm torn. I find I, this I gave it difficult. a seven and a half. Okay, I gave it a five. Oh, okay. Um, it, it, it's, it's a philosophy piece for me, which I'm confused mm. with. You know, volume versus impact. And do I want high impact events to be rewarded more handsomely? And potentially footballers that don't take set pieces to dictate a scoring matrix? Um, are there small pieces of low-hanging fruit you can pick off, like, if you win a penalty, getting rewarded for that, I think I think you should. So yeah, I went for a five, but I think that's a difficult question. Are you in favour of making changes to the match day of scoring matrix to improve its relevance and accuracy? Yes, no, leave it as it is, or don't know. Difficult one. I went for yes. I went for I went for no, leave it as it is. But my truthful answer is I don't really care anymore. I just want it, whatever That's it is. That's kind of honestly where, where I feel. I, I, I just, whatever it is, I just want it to be that for the next foreseeable future. Do you know what I mean? Just absolutely. Like, I'll tell you one thing. I'll give you a sneak peek at uh, the pod that goes on Sunday. Their sure. CTO talked a lot about um, there having to be change in the future for them to grow. But one of the things he was very intent on doing is giving traders the tools to handle these changes as well as possible. So he Ooh. was talking about having like uh, far better Opta feeds into the NASDAQ platform, etc. And so the, if there is a change to PV or MB matrices, the traders actually have the tools in front of them that aren't offered only by edge or gain or, or all these other guys that do great stats that everyone has like a, a level playing field that they can adapt mm. to the new rules to if that makes mm. sense mm. um which i found really interesting it it, it it skirted the question to some extent about whether or not we're going to see that much change which i think they're going to be doing based on a lot of these surveys um mm. but it mm. did it, it did actually occur to me that one of the reasons that everyone is quite scared of change is because it, it flips the table and it makes us completely go into the unknown until mm. like uh, gain or edge offer kind of like a, a a backdated model of the last three seasons yes. based on this matrix and if yeah yep. index can actually provide some of that data alongside these changes they'll probably see less friction yeah it, do you know where i'm with this this is this is an exercise this is psycho this is a psychology thing for the for the fans um if you hold a glass of water out in front of you right you're holding it it's very light if you hold on to it for a year, it cripples your arm. It's crippling. You know, I'm someone that believes it's best to deal with things here and now. And my worry is if we, mm. if we push changing the matrix off, if we kick it, if kick the can down the road is the phrase, we don't change it this summer. Then in January, the same old noise is going to appear. Mm. And so, now that the can's been opened, you're saying it's well, better to, to empty, the, <sighs> empty the beans out the can than to, yeah, to leave give it us a, give for a year. Us, give us a dividend increase change it in you know lead us tell us it's going to be a better platform 
you know, if it's going to make it better, then I'll deal with it. I didn't want it changed a couple of months ago. I'll be honest about that. But I had changed my mind somewhat. Ultimately, I don't mind at this stage. I'm very fatigued. It's tiring. Mm, agreed. Um, I think we're agreed in unison on that one. Okay. Question 10. If you could only yeah. change either the media monitor or the match day scoring matrix, what would you choose? Just on the, the scoring, I went for media. I went no, for just media. because media was a three versus a five. So. Yeah. I went for um, media, my two versus a 7.5. Okay, okay. Um, how important are in-play dividends to you when considering who to purchase? What was the options here? One to ten. Oh, I think I went for three. I went for about four, yeah. Yep, yeah. Um, do you view in-play dividends as a crucial element of football index, a nice-to-have, not important? Mm. Don't nice know. to, nice I said to nice have. to have as well. Yeah. yeah, and I've got thoughts about that. I mean, I would like to see it potentially doubled, but not till next summer, summer 2021. Do you have any further comments on our media monitor, match day scoring matrix, or in play dividends? Um, I think here I wrote about name recognition. I'd love to see surnames picked up as as full scoring articles. Um, sentiment needs to be looked at. Um, I think that was the main points I raised. Mm. Yeah, I I kind of went on a slight tangent and talked about how MB and PB are the things that underpin our bets, and FI should really focus on making those great. And actually yes. making them yes. as generous as possible. Because yeah. if FI are to survive long term and create a multi billion pound alternative asset uh, mm. platform, mm. then you need to instill this notion of a long term bet. Mm. And mm. the more they toss and turn about IPDs, while I understand while they're thinking about it, I think the more dangerous it becomes for mm. them because mm. you need the crux of the product to be focused and centered about 90% of it on those two things. And I think yeah. I'd agree with you. An in-play dividend increase probably isn't suitable at this point. No, definitely next year. One, but one to thing double the CTO it, said actually on the pod as well, he, yeah. he, he, he talked, we were talking a bit about the lower end of the market where some of the spreads are more, uh, are greater. Savage. He was, he, <laughs> he, he was talking about kind of it being a market and demand, etc. But he also said, yes. we've not got in-play dividends at the moment, which I think is actually quite a pertinent point because mm-hmm. I think we'll see some of those spreads probably come in on these players when there's mm. uh, kind of extensive football schedules, which I think is quite I, sensible. I think so, because IPD, didn't it drop off a little bit in spreads and the, the mm. lower end was a little bit quieter at the back end of last season? So yeah. I think that's a good point. And with Germany, you know, we've said it many times last week, people are very aware that there's a big gap coming up for yeah. those footballers and you're not going to be able to collect any dividends on them for a long it's time. It's logical. It's logical. It's logical. Strategic investors may be happy to hold those players for three months or buy them at their dip. But I think most will find it very difficult to sit on those when a potentially explosive transfer occurs. Mm. Um, so that's just natural. What new feature, question 14, would you like to see added to Football Index? I don't think I had an answer. I said revamped IPO process. I know that's a bit of a cheat, but... Oh, yes. we Yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful they're, they're doing that anyway. But yeah, yeah, agree with that, you. That was it, really, about the product. Yeah. Yeah, I think... So we're on similar-ish. Mm, not too far away. Places, yeah. Interesting to see what people thought. I haven't actually been on the timeline today, so I don't know what the, the majority have voted for. It'll be interesting. The question that threw me a little bit, I don't know if you agree with me, when they gave you an option, if you had to choose which one was going to change, what would it be? Hmm. Is that their signalling? We can only do one. Uh, I, do think think, too I think the FI are larger now and they are under more scrutiny and oh, that they don't want to pull the rug under all our bets from a gambling operational standpoint. So they are being 
probably a bit more cautious now than they would okay. be maybe two years ago. That would mm. be my answer to that. Mm. Okay, fine. Well, uh, before we move into the questions, I need to plug The Athletic. They called me up the, day, the other day and said, wow, you're doing such a great job. No one, else is, no one else is referring people, apparently, because there's no football. But apparently, the Figcast is, is still go. doing its job. The media mogul strikes. They are, they've, they've extended their, their contract, I think, until 2021, May 2021. So I you know, applaud everyone who's used the code. I applaud everyone who's shared the code. And I thank you very much for your support. Thank you so much, everyone. But if you do want to head over to The Athletic, then do so by going to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig. Um, and you get basically half price for, for the year, about £2.49. You've been buying uh, £2.49 a month. You've been buying anything recently, Panda? I bought, ba- I bought replacement bay trees for outside the front door. Didn't you also buy, uh, you upgraded your water pit game, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I passed my uh, Philips one off to my sister and uh, picked up your version of it on Amazon. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Just went for a little bit more power. Has it, has it come along yet? I've I've got it in the box. I've not charged oh. it and used it yet. It's downstairs. I accidentally I was I accidentally tweaked my tongue on it a little bit. Like it hit my tongue ferociously. Not slice. Can it, it. Can, it, can it slice a tongue off? No, but you can feel it. It's powerful. <laughs> Crikey! You're right. Um, well, I should report back. <laughs> report back next episode. Is it time for questions now? I think it is. And this uh, is some people's favourite part of the week. Some people at this stage tune out. <laughs> I, I hope no one does no uh, i don't God, think they do right. do you have them in front of you should i go I'm, I'm, just, I'm literally as i always do i'm not going to scan around and look for various hand-picked questions i'm going to run chronologically on my screen in front I, of i'll me, go okay? first then okay off you go fi gardener are the quick fire questions on this pod not quick fire enough yes yes i agree agree okay my question uh <laughs> soccer index is whitening next on your dental agenda I think it is on mine, actually. I'm quite, I'm quite a pale customer, um, yep. as you have met me. No, mm, I'm quite mm. a fair-skinned man, kind of, you know, naturally. And I don't, very, I don't tan well, even if I'm out in the sun. I don't really burn either. I don't really know what's... Maybe my skin is just kind of like... Is it really melatonin? Work. Is it melatonin? It I don't know. Is it, is don't it know. The, the tanning pigment? But... If, anyone, if anyone is an expert in tanning, then hit me up, because your boy needs some help. In the Sopranos, they use a, a tin foil and put it under their chin and reflect the sun up onto them <laughs> to increase the rays. That's quite a good tip. I did that before my uh, my sixth form ball. Uh, managed to pick up a fine lady that night. So quite a good tip, that one. Um, whitening <laughs> whitening's next on my agenda, yeah, because I've got my Invisalign at the moment. For those who don't know, anyone wants to chat Invisalign, you know, hit me up. But after the Invisalign finishes, it's the uh, teeth whitening, yep. Your favourite football and dental podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, can't be a good smile especially on hinge and, and all those dating apps everyone looks at i'm not on them in case the wife's living <laughs> i'm not i'm not browsing them but i, I know that a smile is important yeah. uh jordan kenny uh funny man on uh, the discord he says who uh, what do you believe will be the top three player prices come september Jaden sancho price oh um, a lot of that hinges on dividend increase, doesn't it? Okay. So I'll say Sancho, 22. 22 or... pounds? Yeah. Okay, fucking hell. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, maybe I've been a bit optimistic. I don't know. San- I'm, I'm just closing my eyes. You know, Sancho, 22. Stuff, you know. Uh, Mbappe, 17. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Trent, um, 14, So you think, you think that Mbappe will rise by more than 70% between now and September? Listen, what you don't understand is when this media <laughs> matrix change happens, young man, people are going to be all over. If we get matrix changes, 
who's the first player if they open up European media you're going to buy? Kylian Mbappe. Probably. Maybe a hard No one's thinking about this. This is why I'm the panda and others are, you know, maybe mere a, other mammals. Maybe a... Uh, I think I've overshot it there. Tell me your three quickly. Oh, mate, I'll go 18, go 18, 14 and 12. Who are the three there? Uh, Sancho, Mbappe, Trent, I think. Okay, same three names, but three I've got names. more money coming into the platform this summer. Yeah. Okay. You're, okay. You're, you're, I, basically, I'm sensible. You're a nutcase and we yes. have the same three opinions. Okay. Uh, Icarus, up. FI. What do you think FI do with IPDs in the upcoming dividend review? Can it we, just before to... we get into this, has Go he followed on. me? He has, yeah, yeah. He has. No, he has. Oh, yeah, he has, yeah. He has, yeah. The Probably doesn't talk to you like he does me, though. The, great <laughs> the ruthless Icarus. Ruthless, yeah. A little bit arrogant. A touch of arrogance. <laughs> um, what do you think FI do with the IPDs? Part of me thinks they have to increase them to reignite lower-end trading. Um, but is a move from 1p to 2p too large to stomach? It Excellent is too large. Tweet. It Excellent is too tweet. large. So 1p to 2p is too large. We both too agree large. with that. Um, do they do anything to reignite the lower-end? What they could do, and I was debating this, could they actually give you an extra could they give you an extra penny for a brace and an extra 2p for a hat trick for example mm. i don't know something to mull over something to <laughs> i mull don't over. know i would bring back some form of uh, smd points i think you've got to add some value to that asset what, like class, a, te- team of the, a team of the month i don't know what i would do but i would do something to reignite it down there although they're saying that if you double pb or not sorry not double pb if you get to a 10 plus 10 or a 12 plus 12 on a gold day, oh, 24 can do 100%. Yeah, exactly. It reignites it by itself. Mm. But I, I think one piece, two piece, far too large oh, I think too this big. summer. I have that on my roadmap for kind of summer 21. <laughs> on um, your roadmap. <laughs> my career arc. <laughs> um, we've got Lorks, Lorks FI here from the um, Discord, which is being overrun by, um, by mm. Liverpool go- Goblins, mm. by the way. Yep, yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on buying players for next season now, or should you look to profit from the remaining leagues starting up again before mm. looking at buying for next season? Mm. You talked about mm. this. Explosive transfers could force people hands. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, what I think will happen is four to five game weeks into the Premier League, people are going to start jumping off of some holds as they think about matrix changes. Is it going to impact my player? They're going to think about summer transfers. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with holding players through till next next season. Um, you'll be fine in the long run. You've got no stress, no extra decisions to make. But I think it, it depends on your investment philosophy. Mm-hmm. I We did this little thought experiment, didn't we, yesterday? Uh, not yesterday, last week. I said, when are you going to start buying Liga and, and Bundesliga players? And you kind of said mm. early July. So that's three and a half weeks ago away. So, exactly. Uh, I mean, I think we've seen a little bit of French money. We have a little bit, and I think it will continue. It will slowly creep in. Those um, those who get in on the early side will will reap the rewards, but they mm. might not be able to profit on those big transfer moves. Each, each player, though, has lots of triggers. You know, if we think about Shirky, we think about a trigger being a Memphis Depay leaving or or a big player. You know, if they don't get European football confirmed it's likely they'll be struggling financially and he'll need to play a lot more minutes. He probably will anyway. So I like to look a little bit more granular, but I, I get the good question. Um, this is from FI underscore LL. Will Reese James ever get anywhere near Trent's level? Uh, well, on the pitch? Probably not. Yeah, pitch. Probably not. Mm. Uh, he'd do extremely well to be as good a right back as Trent is now in his career. I think that's my answer to that one. I think I agree. Yeah, I don't think 
anywhere near sounds harsh. I mean, I don't think he'll get near Trent's level, mm. but anywhere near is a bit. I harsh. just think that Trent has such a unique skill set. Um, it's it's very hard to think about. I think Alfonso Davies is quite an apt comparison, but even then, the technical differences between those two is like you're talking about someone who has the speed of Roadrunner and the kind of technical ability of a, of a winger and is unbeatable one-on-one to someone who is literally the Tom Brady of football. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's, it's Kevin, very hard. It's, it's a Kevin De Bruyne at yeah. right-back, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. That's the Gary Neville description, isn't it? Is that what he says? He did, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. So we, sorry. Ag- we agree there. Okay. Uh, is it me now? Yes, uh, to you. Tom Fennell. There's a question from the Discord about Liverpool, but I'm completely ignoring it because Good. these boys are trying to overrun us. They're yeah. trying to overrun us. Okay. Tom Fennell says, <laughs> actually, no, FI Headhunter, what do you make of the rises for some of the very young, mostly unproven players in the last 24, mm. uh, 48 hours? I, I get it, yeah. I think... Um, Speculating is going to speculate. Yeah, yeah, you've got high upside, high, high reward on them. And um, as I said earlier, I sort of repeat, yeah, I get it. Is it more dangerous with the matching engine now? I don't think so, no. I think you've got more time if you're patient. I'm pretty much guaranteeing you all all of these young players will have a spike at some point and a surge of momentum. So I don't think it's more dangerous, no. It it may be more dangerous if you want to jump off at a given time. You know, like, I use it as an example. We don't know if it's going to happen. If Sancho, if a bid goes in, we're going to see panic in the market. And trust me, people are going to be liquidating holds to try and get up and buy him then it could be an issue, you know, if you're racing for the exit on a player. But if you're patient and you can ignore other things that you're not comfortable with in the strategies, then I, I think it's fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, your turn. It's me, yeah. Index Canary. Will the footy ever hit plus... How many zeros? 10,000. 10,000. Plus 10,000 in a day. And if so, which month or year? Uh, August 2020. What, plus 10,000 in a day? What's the record at the moment? I don't know what the... Uh, I think August, yeah. August, I think it could be plus 10,000. In a day? Actually, fucking hell, that's crazy, isn't it? Well, 10,000... That's a 5% two, increase in a day. Yeah, 10,000 on a 200k footy. I could see that. Okay. All right, yeah. August 2020. Yeah, we'll go with that. Good, good. Um... Uh, Tom Fennell from the Discord. Would mm. you like to hear you both discuss what you think the next dividend increase will look like? Same structure with increases across the board. Increases weighted more towards bronze or silver or gold days. Extra places mm. for media or on media only. Match days or both. Mm. What a great question. Very good question from Tom. Uh, on a basic level, I felt 50% uplift across the board with potentially treble media coming in on match mm. days. Mm. That's probably I'm, where I'd go. I'm of the 50% camp as well. I'm not sure about triple media, but 50% camp also for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, this is Daniel Greenfield. I don't think you'll know the answer to this. Thomas Muster or Cedric Peeling? I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> I you wouldn't like that. This is another one. Uh, what Fig doesn't know, hashtag uh, every week. Um, I think. Can you uh, tell me who they are before you are? Sorry, they're two <laughs> tennis players. <laughs> Can you tell me who they are? They're two tennis players who. I believe were playing in the kind of early nineties, late eighties. Uh, Cedric Pelin, a Frenchman, and uh, Thomas Muster. I actually forgot his um, nationality, which I'm going to look up quickly now, which is not too relevant, but people may want to know. Austrian. But Cedric Pelin, I think, had a glorious backhand. So, and I used to play Cedric Pelin on an arcade game. So, Pelin <laughs> for me. Uh, Football index SOT. T. If a 
Bookie offered you an even money bet. One was 50% cash out value and the other 20% cash out value. What do you think is better value? I mean, I'm not thinking about that cash out value when I'm placing the bet. And uh, this, this is a professional gambler speaking, right? Well, I understand the premise, right, of the question. But it's a very temporary, you know, mm. split second cash out time. value. It's a snapshot it's a, in time. It's like when you look at a balance sheet, you look at a snapshot in time on that balance sheet. And if I'm placing a bet on like, you know, uh, point one of a tennis match, the cash out value is going to fluctuate depending point by point on who, who wins the points. So I'm not judging the value of that bet moving forward on my cash out value at ball one. Mm. But at that snapshot in time, there's a theoretical argument, you know, that he's coming across with there, which I, I sort of see. Mm. Um, I, yeah, if you, what if you offer, what if you place that bet on the 50% cash out and that cash out went to 10% after five minutes in a game? What's better value now? Exactly. So yeah. it's, you, you can't, I don't I mean, really. I mean, Icarus will know this because he listens and I'll put this in our, in our chat the other day. If you're looking at a discounted cash flow model, and you're thinking about an asset and you build the cash flows at T1, T2, T3. If you think about football index or maybe a bond, you redeem that, um, I don't know, at a year down the line. And you have to, you know, you work out what the redemption value is and discount it back to current day. Someone better will pick me up on this because there's far smarter people than me. So if SOTD said, if I knew that bookie one was going to offer me a 50% higher cash out value of bookie two, and I could plug that in, then I probably would go with them. But mm. it's changing too frequently. Mm. Mm. yeah exactly it's the same premise with instant sell you know you might i, I might buy a player you, you could have bought sancho or harland at 850 and now his spread is uh 30p and it was maybe 5p when you bought him like you know yeah i mean when when, when sancho was 10 pounds i believed i projected what his dividends were going to be over the yeah. next one two three years the fact that the instant sell was six pounds on him didn't impact my future cash flows that i was going to generate from him mm. Mm. That's really that's a really good way of putting it. But really you know, I'm sure we'll get picked up on that because that's quite a good, uh, tricky question. Uh, but we take all questions. Yeah, go on, your turn. Uh, should Deli Ali win media today? Will articles be no. removed from LB? He shouldn't no. win media today. He shouldn't win media today. But he's going to, isn't he? Oh, I should hope not. He was. He is. Racist. He is. I, is it not being removed? No, Buzzing Paul tweeted that it won't be removed. Why? He's literally been charged. Know. He's been he's been banned from playing. I'm honestly being lost racist. on this fucking media i don't get why what, what did he do he, he took a picture of a, a, a chinese guy um and said something along the the lines of covid what or, uh, he was in it was a video that, that was leaked yeah. wasn't it um, yeah. a social media post. The, the i mean he's been charged for the one match ban i'm yeah lost for words on that i can't see why they would i don't get that. it you know Grealish is left in carl walker's taken out for having sex Deli Ali's been charged with a racist act. Some of in. some of Sterling's articles are removed from being racially abused. Like some what is so, the line. Some aren't. You know, Sancho's a left in for the George Floyd T-shirt. We've got. <sighs> there was another example as well. Um, Eric Dyer went into the stands, wasn't charged. Um, I don't believe he was charged at the time, but they removed his. I'm very. I'm very tired as it is because of Henry mm. Weston. But I I'm going to really... follow up with this question because I know it's your turn, but go on, I do, do want to just yeah, yeah, yeah. hammer this one in. FI Venture C. He's the, um, isn't he the leader of the Panda Army? He is. He is indeed. Yep. Yep. For well, sure. I've got a couple of leaders now. I've got the artist. I've got him. Many great people, actually, that I'll, I'll jot down one day, but carry on. 
I'll go for a second, he says. So I, I haven't seen his first question, so apologies in advance, Venturesy. Largely discussed before, but thoughts on weighting media points based on the source. Example, Express, 10, Sky Sports, 80, Athletic, 90. And this is also a comment on Hazard, don't hold, but playing with the idea. What sporting fact panda's thoughts, 370 seems pricey. Let's, let's go for the first one. It, I, I'm actually kind of in favour of capping articles and just taking the top five highest scoring ones. Yep. I think that's 10, fair. Whatever, when we look, whatever, whatever the when number we, is, I don't care. I, I think that's fair. You cap, you do your five highest scoring articles per source. Five, yeah. ten, depending on how many sources you have, whatever yep. it may be. Yep. That's my opinion. That. I don't know about the weighting. I don't, yeah. I, I honestly, I, are, Sky I don't Sports, like the, are Sky Sports I, more credible than the Express? You know, Who are we I to think, say? I think it's a bit snobber. I think it's a bit yeah. uh, snobby, you know, because I might, you know, love my Daily Star or my Independent or, um, the Athletic or Zoo or Nuts, you know, those old magazines <laughs> for some of the lads out there. And who, who's someone to say to me they're not intellectual articles? No, but also, you know, the Express could be, could be, you know, more reliable than Sky Sports these days. Yeah, Sky Sports a lot of time recycles from some of the tabloids and just accumulates the news. Oh, shit. So, my, my recording stopped. That's annoying, isn't it? Oh, oh no. dear, you bastard. Where is this? Oh, shit. Um, that's not good, is it? Uh, I mean, Zoom's still going, so we should be all right. But that is a, that is, that is, that is terrible, isn't it? That's a fucker, isn't it? That, that is fucking terrible. You're going to sound better than me in this, in this, um, in this episode. I'm fucking mm. furious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move livid. this. I'm going to move this to here. I bet you're actually that's livid. Better. I'm fucking furious, mate. I'll tell you that for free. Um, I'm, I might even leave this in. This is absolutely blasphemous. You're going to sound better than me in this episode. I'm mm, abs- I can't say that I've not got a little wry smile on my face. I'm absolutely furious. I'll start recording again, but let's see what happens. I Hopefully, we haven't lost anything and Zoom does its job. Um, all right, go on, your turn. Sorry for that. Okay. Um, oh, Eden Hazard. Quick one on that. I've yeah, heard he's been really good in... Uh, training. I'm excited to see his comeback. I still think that's too much money for him. I think it is. his age is a little bit. It's a touch much. It's he's he's on the wrong side of twenty, isn't he? Uh, the wrong side of twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, um, go on. Okay, me. So uh, G Pirlo, formerly known as Ginger Pirlo. Below are the results of the poll I did this week regarding whether she, oh this was around the two percent or one percent. Um, what do we want? Where do you stand? He thinks one percent is perfect for both traders and FI. I think two's fine, but maybe I'm being too generous to FI. Do you have a strong opinion on that? Uh, not really. I think the 2% will actually help the liquidity on the, the market via and sell side. So I think it's actually I quite necessary. Um, I don't think having it at one or zero is... Whilst it's good for well, it's good traders for individually to... to make profit, I don't yeah. think it's good overall for the liquidity of the platform. No, I, I agree. Um, and the, the the poll. From also, GPA, also, though, I've got split. another. I've got another very, very smart point to add. Actually, sorry. Oh, here we go. Is this something this, to do with market makers? It is, but it's, it's very, one of your it's, smarter points. It's it's smart, isn't it? So the usually and uh, Panda, you're smarter than me in this regard, in in your knowledge of exchanges and how third party market makers work. But usually, you'd have a deal where if I was Football Index and I said, "Look, Panda, you come in and you you trade on the platform, and we'll give you alongside anything that you make." will give you uh, 0.25% of all the 2% commissions. So you'd, take, you'd be taking home an eighth of all the money made from those 2% commissions mm. um, on all, on all uh, buys, because sometimes you'd be satisfying them via yourselves. 
Um, and that's probably the type of deals that FI will try to make in the future. It'll be giving market makers a percentage of the commissions, either overall or only on the bid side. So I think that's actually important to keep. Mm. Speculative. I don't have any inf- inside information, my opinion, but I think it's, it's a decent one. Yep, agree with you there. Um, Bobby Axelrod, favourite pair of football boots you ever had? Oh, probably Puma Kings. I was lethal in those. <laughs> yeah, what about you? I'm a Copper Mundi R man. Classic. Oh, right. Black and okay. white. Yeah. You know, put Good my foot through yeah. those. Put your foot through those, yeah. I was, I was like Mark Hughes-esque, my volume. They couldn't believe it at my club. Um, Wal- Chris Barker, Wolves have great fixtures in Europe. Um, who would be your top three holds from Wolves and why? Uh, uh, Yotta, Neves, and <sighs> maybe a, oh, I don't even know Dharma. Maybe I'm not too sure. Neto, Neto, probably. Neto, probably. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, Wolves are a real danger, and this is quite a good gambling thing as they're, well. They're a little Again, machine, they, aren't they? Purring. Yeah, and the issue is they were going to run out of steam, I believe, because they were playing Thursday football and Sunday football. Now they don't have that problem. And in addition, they've got a fully fit squad and he can put the same 11 out week in, well, you know, uh, fixture in, fixture out. People are underestimating them. They've got a real shot, I think, of going uh, challenging United and Chelsea. Mm. They're a great team. Really are a great football team. It's just whether or not Jorge Mendes does his thing and moves some of those boys around, isn't it? It is, but what I just mean short term, you know, um, to close this season out. Mm. They could really do some damage in that top four hunt. They could have. They could. Um, that's you, you, I think. Mm. We always run out of steam about this point. <laughs> I'm just trying to find more. But uh, Index Vegan, thoughts on Fury at 4-7 to seven to beat Anthony Joshua? Looks about right. Maybe a touch long. I'd probably 4-9, four 4-2. To four to, I mean, I don't think Joshua's got much of a chance. I don't like AJ. I think he's a Jew, said. I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I do. I don't rate his boxing ability. Um, no, I don't see him getting anywhere near Fury. Fury's so big as well he's not going to be able to physically bully um joshua in that ring sorry yeah. joshua is not going to be able to bully fury joshua they're, they're likes two big to, men. he likes to walk forward on that front foot and just just get that jab going doesn't he and i just don't he, he, he can't outbox him he can't outmaul him i don't think i can't see any way famous last words here but i can't see any way joshua gets close to fury you're not exactly putting your house on this one, are you, though? With the, this, I don't the know. We'll see. Like I mean, Fury's got to get past Wilder this summer, hasn't he? So can, a I, can, of... I ask a, can I ask a slightly tangential question? But it's, it's Go on. very. Do you ever, like Floyd Mayweather, when you placed that bet on him yep. beating McGregor, Conor McGregor, yeah. you probably never had any thoughts or qualms about whether or not Floyd Mayweather would turn up out of shape or uh, no. had been drinking before it or been doing drugs? A little bit. And that. that... Yeah, and that's With why Tyson Fury does that cool. come into your valuation of that bet? Oh, it, it would do, it would do, it has to, doesn't but it? It's, it's a remote chance when I, you know, look at the TV program with his wife and he seems to be in shape consistently. Mm. When you looked at Ricky Hatton, he'd balloon between fights, um, mm. and yo yo up and down, whereas Tyson Fury is remaining slim, trim, and he's looking good. So if he strings together another good result against, um, against Wilder, then. Yeah, just keep keep an eye on things, but it would it definitely plays a part, but not not a huge one for me. Bloody hell, there are so many questions. Sorry, I know. Your turn, your turn. Um, if I oh no, we've answered that one already. Oh, if I Pat, what character this guy is? <laughs> I got a lot of stick for this last week. You know the Snog Mario Void? <laughs> Did you? Um, he says, "Can you name a more iconic moment in football history than this picture?" And of, it's, um... uh, 
butcher with blood running down her face from I believe the 1990 World Cup when uh, Terry Butcher Terry Butcher was bloody yes. I think I the most iconic one that I can see is yeah. in my head uh, Zidane touching the World Cup as he walks off the pitch oh yeah I think yeah, that yeah. for me I harrowing not the head by itself that's quite iconic uh, yeah but I think that stuck with me more the, yeah, him, okay. watching him like the TV cameras what a what a what a last moment on a football pitch Mm, mm. Of, of one of the best players of all time yeah 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 he was um your one well it's your one i've just said well that. i just asked you about pat butcher what no no just... no you're naming a more iconic moment oh i said Terry the butcher headbutt no i well number one i can't name more iconic piece of art than pat butcher <laughs> with a bandage around her head um but i would go for the zidane headbutt that, ah. flash, that flashbulb moment yeah kind of cheating but you've you've changed the homework answers a little bit Yep. Yeah, fair play. Um, uh, last couple, probably. Yeah, last couple each. Run out uh, of steam. Are you concerned about pooled liquidity not happening with some countries, if any? This is from the, from the FI mm. scientist. I wonder if he's actually a scientist. Maybe that's our first, first phone-in after Don. First phone-in will be him dialing in to talk about ducks and invasive species. Um, <laughs> or genomes. We can, talk, we can talk about anything he likes. <laughs> anything he wants. Physics, we can do anything. Um, now, let me think about this question. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, are you concerned about pooled liquidity? Not no, I, I am. I would love pooled liquidity, and I'm not yeah. sure for the benefits of, of not going down that path. I'd like to think they can identify countries that pooled liquidity is possible. And Just gun those for countries them. Just first. go for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, FI Chaz, who we had a debate on Bruno and Sancho a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Pats and Dakar talked to me. What price is he at Leipzig? I mean, I guess that could be a next move for him. But he says, I've never seen anyone so quick and combine with his technical ability, pace, power, um, goal, knows where the goal is. I think he'd do well in the Prem. I don't know. He just wants your opinion, Fig, on Pats uh, and Dakar. I don't think I've watched him enough, but it seems a big price. Mm, I'm furious I missed out on him. <laughs> really livid yeah but you know it's gonna happen um do you do you think he could do a harland i do i th- well i hate to say it, but i think that's gonna be that's gonna be in people's minds Wr- wrongfully but um the austrian league is pretty easy isn't it i so think, I think a lot it's of gonna rack up goals again that that it is a dog shit league isn't it it is. Um, yeah. It's really bad. Uh, FI Manx has a question actually here. He says, oh, yes, uh, please, yes. please don't forget about my question from last week. So let's do him a favor. His last week's question was, is the pie value now? Could you go on and evaluate his price and explain why value yeah. or not value? That's hard, isn't it? Yeah, that's really difficult because so much depends on his next move, as we know. I mean, if he, if he heads to Everton. And his injury. Not, well, we don't know about the comeback, although ACL surgery, I believe, is, is more it's robust the word but recoveries are at a higher rate it's not quite the career injury career ending injury it used to be so but you've got the injury concern you've got the destination club is there going to be a dominant set piece taker at the new club is he going to get them like he had at Leon once Fakir left that was a good trade of mine um so we've got lots of question marks about him I think he's about par which maybe is a weak question maybe a weak answer Mm, what do you think because you've got he's big for the Netherlands isn't he Um, you've got Euro 2021 he can now go to which he wasn't going to be at you've got the World Cup after could you see a big club not this not this year I think he's at a crossroads no no, but could could you see him at any big club in the future I could well I think it's going to be hard 
Yeah, but it's hard thing because if he'd have had a really dominant season this year, which he look he was looking like he would have done, no injury concern. I think he does go to a big club. Okay. Now he's probably got less suitors, and the contract he signs might be two, three years. By that point, no big club wants him. Mm, interesting. It's interesting. very difficult. To it's a difficult one. Him. It's difficult. You also have to see how he bounces back from this injury. It looks positive, but mm, mm. who knows? Who knows? Is it your turn? It is your yeah, turn. Uh, well, you, you give me last two because I think I just did two in a row, and then we'll wrap. Okay, up. I don't. Let, I'm just trying to find a more light-hearted one. They're all such good questions. Um, how easily will Chelsea win the league with Chilwell, Havertz, Ziyech, and Werner added? This is ah. Uh, did you see that rumor about them maybe trying to poach Nagelsmann as well? Yeah, nonsense, isn't it? Nonsense there, but it would be interesting. Um, I don't think they'd win the league. I think their defence is probably still lacking. Uh, and I'm not sure about the goalkeeper situation. I think they've... And then the other thing... It's kind of weird. I always think about it as like, when Arsenal had Robin Van Persie, and I know this is quite adjacent, um, they were like two or three players away from having a formidable team. But yep. then you bring on two or three players as Van Persie leaves and suddenly now you need a striker. And I wonder now if at Chelsea, they've got that front three really, really well set out now with the players that they bought and the guys that they're getting in. The midfield is decent with Kovacic, but Kante seems to be waning slightly. And Jorginho, I'm still not convinced by him. And their defence, I wouldn't say is amazing. Uh, their centre-halves, I wouldn't say are amazing. Tamori, I think, is, is a good player. Um, but he's probably alongside Rudiger their best centre back. So you're talking now. about being a bit top heavy now. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Not getting the balance right. And I think if they don't invest correctly, they risk having that situation where they're like, oh, we just spent big on um, Havertz and Werner, and suddenly it's like they look around and it's kind of like, okay, well, a couple injuries and we're playing uh, Christensen and yeah, um, and we can't control the game, grip the yeah, game in the and midfield, we've, and we've got bloody, um, yeah. bloody Kepper in goal. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, yeah, um, fair point. The one thing that Mourinho did very well when he was building his squads, and I remember when he came back to Chelsea, he bought in, uh, he bought back um, Courtois. He mm. he bought back. Uh, did he? Who did he bring in at centre half? But he bought in Matic at, at CDM. He bought in Fabregas, and he bought in Diego. He built that spine. And I don't know if Chelsea have that spine yet. Because if you no. look at if you look at Liverpool's spine, it's Van Dyke, Gomez, Allison. Mm-hmm. I'm loath I'm loath to agree with you, but you <laughs> do speak a lot of sense in this scenario. Look at the the mid noughties teams of Chelsea and United that reached the Champions League final and Chelsea dominant at that period, you know, mm. Czech, Terry Carvalho, McAlealy, Essie and Lampard oh. up the middle and Drogba. Look at United, Vidic, Van der Sar, Ferdinand, um, Skulls, Hargreaves, and trying to think of the spine, uh, Rooney. Fletcher. There was the better. Well, yeah, okay, you've got it. But the point no, being, he was he was pivotal in that. He, he was he was good, yeah. But you, I feel a bit sheepish using him. But yeah, building the spine of the team is is paramount to me, and that's why Barcelona. This is we must go. Um, what they did and winning with that attacking football, it's uh, it's just amazing, really. Mm. Because a lot of great teams have been very solid at the back. Mm. Well, that's why I think that's why I think City haven't been that great this season. The because vulnerabilities. I don't, I, the, I don't the think their spine is the best in the league. Um, yeah. They've got they've got uh, Edison, who's been poorer than last season. Their best centre back is out. Their second best centre back left to to become a player manager in Belgium. <laughs> yeah. Um, and who are you left with? Centre half, Carl. Walker yeah, Mendy's been injured loads, hasn't he? Mendy's injured. Otto Mendy's Walker's been terrible. Up and down. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And then. Yeah. Central defence, Rodri's been good, but then mm. KDB's been injured. I've heard their um, pressing is down as well. There's a good article in The Athletic which talks about City's 
slight drop off this season. Yeah, and then you've got an aging Aguero up top, and then from, uh, Jesus, who a lot of people love, but I, I'm not convinced that he's going to be a he's a number nine out and out every week in the Premier League. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. That spine's really important. I think Chelsea don't have it yet. I don't think that you can compare a spine of uh, Alisson, Gomez, um, Van Dijk, and Ma- mm. uh, and Fabinho to what's it, Kepper or yeah. bloody who's the well, other listen, you, video bloke. You, you've hit upon a big thing here because you talk about all sports like baseball, build up the middle, build a centre fielder, shortstop, second baseman, catcher, pitcher, build up the middle. NFL, again, build up the middle generally. Defensive tackles, middle linebacker, safeties. You know, you build through the middle of a team and uh, I'm a big believer in that. That's mm. what I look for. Mm. So. Well, there we Good are. Good If Chelsea are going to, if Chelsea are going to compete, they need to do some building in that middle. I think so. They're not going to win the league next year. Nah, no, they're not. They're so, not. sorry, Robert. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Where can people, people find out more about you, mate? Oh, at sporting underscore panda. Um, I've got some DMs to reply to, so let me just say I'm going to do that because people <laughs> have DM'd me about the business, which is fair enough because I said I would drop something, so I'm just drafting something. And about, then about the business? Well, you know, last week I just spoke um, around the business model and just around oh. maybe adding a little bit of extra understanding. I'm not a good enough writer to release a blog post or do any lengthy piece. But I can cobble together a few words in bullet points uh, on DM and get back to people. So if you need um, help, I'll, I'll do that. I know a guy. Who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he set me up there. All right, let me send you what I've got and um, put it together. A couple of other people that I've spoke to and reached out to that I don't know if they want their names um, releasing. But let me just send you what I've got and then we can uh, DM people with it because I think people have got some money extra to put in. They just want a bit more security and understanding. Mm. So okay. hopefully I can do that. Then. Right. Well, you can follow me at FI guide. Uh, mm. If you want to know more about ducks and, and nature and that, this is the, this is the podcast to be listening to. Thank you very much, everyone for, for listening. Please join us on the 17th. It's going to be like a live fig cast, but while watching the game, what more could you yeah, ask for? What exactly. more could you ask for? Uh, use that code fig, support me and Panda get uh, bacon and bamboo on the table respectively. And yeah. Uh, yeah, hit us up on the 17th. Catch you in the DMs. And, Thanks, Vic. Uh, uh, we'll see you boys and girls next week. <laughs>